yeah of course um for me like i went from being the second fittest woman on earth uh and a few months months later i i couldn't get out of the the bed in the morning and that's that's a big fall like that was a super like such a big change for me and i felt I was just falling and falling and falling and I couldn't hold on to anything and that was, it was it was tough so before that I was like I heard people had back pain I was like oh yeah um, I didn't understand it but after that I'm like I have so much respect for people with back pain because it's the worst. In partnership with The Morning Chalk Up and part of the Morning Chalk Up Podcast Network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review it's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Mark Your Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Mark Your Jump Ropes by going to rxmarkier.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, you can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles, you can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkier.com. Use Clydesdale 15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions, but check that out. Uh, it's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Mercury jump rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe, and uh, you have a public profile, and me, you may be our next winner. Thanks. Hey everyone, we are here with a new friend of ours, Kristen Holta, CrossFit legend. Uh, just announced her retirement this year, eight time CrossFit Games athlete, never finished lower than 17th at the Games, and took the silver medal back in 2019. Kristen, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So, um, I think that's pretty amazing. You've been to the games eight times, never finished lower than 17th. That is such consistency. How have you kind of held up body, mind through all that? Yeah, uh, to be honest, like when I first qualified in 2014, I thought it was going to be like a one, one time thing that I was going to experience because I didn't really see myself as a games athlete back then. I thought like, those were just superhumans that uh, was so much better than me. And I, I had no idea how to like, I would stack up against them. Um, but after I was there in 2014, I saw that I was actually able to compete with the best. Uh, I didn't do too, too bad. And um, I, I wasn't that scared. Uh, so after that, uh, I knew that I, I could be someone who could like belong with the top athletes in the world. Um, but I, I did struggle a lot with injuries after my first year. I think after 2015, I was basically done because I felt like it was so rough. Um, my body did not respond after games 2015. It was a really tough year, like with injuries, with the heat, uh, with Murph coming up. Um, so I told myself on Saturday at the 2015 games that I would never do this again. That was it. Um, two months later, I changed my mind and I was ready for 2016 again. <laughs> but uh, it's been uh, it's been 
a crazy ride. It's been a lot of injuries, um, but that was mostly like the first couple of years when I just went all in and didn't focus on the right things. It was all about just training more. But uh, as I've gotten older, I've gotten smarter and I've been doing less volume and my body's been feeling for the most part, really good, like the past three or four years, except from a few injuries. So with you saying that, why is now the time to retire? <laughs> yeah, uh, good question. I've got a lot of, a lot of people asking me that. And um, I've always um, said that I want to be able to choose when I'm done. I don't want to be forced to retire because of an injury or something like that. Um, and I want to have a healthy body um, after I'm done competing. I still want to do CrossFit for the rest of my life. And I want to be, be able to do that without having any injuries that would set me back for, for a long time after my career. And, and also, I feel like I'm coming close to reaching my potential as an athlete. Um, I do feel like I could have done this for a couple of more years on this level, like physically, but mentally I'm starting to get really tired. Like I feel like I'm starting to get really drained and I feel like it's taking so much more out of me uh, for every single competition now to like focus and get ready. And I've done this for eight years now. I know the amount of energy and things that I have to do to get ready to perform at my absolute best. And it's, it's really tough. Like the mental part is really tough in this sport. And that's what I feel like I'm reaching my potential. Like, I don't feel like I have that much more to give. And I know with myself, if I can't put in a hundred percent effort in everything that I do, I will never be satisfied with myself. So I feel like it's better to step down when I feel like I'm close to that. And so I don't have to go in on like regret that I, I didn't put in the hundred percent effort and I didn't stop when I was at my absolute best. Yeah. I think it's interesting, Kristen, too, that you reflected on sort of your mindset during prior games, when you said like on that Saturday, you were done, you know, like you weren't going to do this again. When did the thoughts of retiring sort of come to your mind? Was it something that happened over the course of the weekend or did you know coming into it that this was something that you were considering? Uh, I, de I decided before I started training for this year. Um, but I think it's really started back in uh, February, March 2020 when I injured my back and I had a herniated disc in my back. And before that, I hadn't even like I wouldn't even think about what I was going to do when I retired. I could not see myself as anything other than CrossFit Kristen. Mm -hmm. um, and when that happened, I was just in so much pain. I, I couldn't even think about like lifting something from the floor. Everything was hurting. And I, I realized that this could be taken away from me, like in a blink of an eye. And I had, I was forced to think like what I would do if it wasn't for CrossFit. So I, I started thinking about that and I eventually like I became more and more, I accepted that one day I would not be doing this anymore. I will still be doing CrossFit, but I will not be like a professional athlete. And I think that helped me to realize that I'm not CrossFit Christian anymore. I'm Christian who does CrossFit and I'm a lot more uh, than, and than just uh, CrossFit Christian. And that gave me like a good feeling that, okay, I can see myself on the other side of this uh, career. And, and when I kind of made a deal with my body that if, if it got through that back injury, I had a hand surgery at the same time, if I got through that, I, I would stop before I hurt myself more. And so I thought about like 2020 being my last year, but with the online games, I just couldn't have that as my last year because 
being in a live competition is just so different and it's something that I thrive in and I just love it. So I decided after the 2020 games that I would do one more year. I would give my absolute best effort in everything I do and then see where it takes me. And then that would be it. So that injury to the uh, L1-S5, right? L5-S1. Yeah. L5-S1. Uh, I had that same injury um, and it is brutal. Like if you've never had that, it is so painful and it actually sent me into a very deep depression. So it gave you kind of this realization that you wanted to, you wanted to finish on top and kind of retire. Did you have to battle depression through that when it was so debilitating? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I was depressed, but like I was in a really dark hole. I, I couldn't like get myself out of the couch. I didn't want to do anything. I was just really sad and I felt really, really sorry for myself. And I think the thing is that I felt like I was really strong mentally. Um, so I thought like I would be someone who can manage this. I would not feel sorry for myself. And thinking about that, I just felt even more sorry for myself. And it just became this negative spiral that I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't handle this. I can't do, I can't physically move. I can't mentally handle this. I'm just, I'm failing as a person. Um, and that was really tough for me because I, it was like a month or two where I just kept telling myself how, how much I sucked and how much I couldn't do anything and how bad I was as a person. And that doesn't help at all <laughs> with the pain or anything. Um, but eventually I was able to get myself out of that. Um, and I think it was just, I had a conversation with someone about pain and how pain works because I felt like because I had pain in my back and my wrist wasn't healing as it should be from the surgery. I like, I tried to do an air squat and my knee hurt. I tried to like do 20 minutes of jogging and my Achilles hurt, like everything just hurt. And I felt like, I can't do anything because my body's just shutting down and just realizing that that that's what happens. Your body like just trying to tell you something to like, tell you to slow down because because your this is probably coming from your back and it's more that physically it's like mental pain too. Yeah, there's nothing worse than feeling broken. Yeah. And um and for the one of the fittest people in the world to go through that and see you that you suffered through the same things that us common everyday people do uh, is really raw. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Um, for me, like I went from being the second fittest woman on earth, uh, and a few months months later, I I couldn't get out of the the bed in the morning, and that's that's a big fall. Like that was a super like such a big change for me, and I felt. I was just falling and falling and falling and I couldn't hold on to anything. And that was, it was, it was tough. So before that, I was like, I heard people had back pain. I was like, oh yeah, um, I didn't understand it. But after that, I'm like, I have so much respect for people with back pain because it's the worst. And at the same time, you had a carpal tunnel surgery, which was your second one. Did that come from CrossFit activity, like the repetitive movement of CrossFit? They don't really know, and I don't know uh, either. Um, I've had it on both my hands now, um, and both surgeries have been successful. Um, so probably, like, it's probably with the movements, but also, like, my joints or my wrists are not made for, like, a lot of front rack things or... Uh, something like that because um, I didn't do, I had to like um, take away a lot of handstand walking, a lot of cleans, a lot of shoulder toe reds, et cetera, because that would uh, make it worse. Um, but still I got it and it came back um, several times. So I just, eventually I just had to do the surgery and I, I don't really know why it came, but it, it came, after I started CrossFit. So it has something to do with it, probably. And so you fought through all of that 
and still came in sixth in 2020, only two points out of making that final cut to go to the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> that, that may be more amazing than your second place finish. Yeah. Um, I actually do think like these last two years, it's, it's better performances than my second place in 2019 um, because of the injuries, because of the workouts and the movements that has been, been up. And in 2019, it was perfect for me. Like the workouts were really great for me. And like compared to this year, it's a lot of workouts were good for me, but a lot of workouts involved heavier weights that are not too good for me. So I feel like this, this fourth place was a better performance by, by myself uh, compared to my second place finish. So back to your retirement, just real quick. In 2020, you were quoted as saying that the off season gets very boring for you when you don't have that competition. So how are you going to combat that boredom now that you're retired? Well, I'm not fully retired yet. I, I'm going to do a few competitions this fall. And then from early 2022, I'll, I'll be done. But I felt like I didn't want to just do like that one, com like one live competition as CrossFit Games and then just be done. I needed to like do that. I knew that I was going to retire after this season, but I needed like a few competitions just like um, smooth it out so I can actually enjoy the, the atmosphere of live competition. So hopefully this fall will like give me enough adrenaline to keep me going for next year. Uh, but yeah, I definitely need to find something else to, to spend my energy and focus on. And I'm, I'm definitely going to be a part of CrossFit um, one way or the other. Um, I, I really want to help um, other athletes reach their potential, especially with like the mental aspect of it, because I've experienced how much, how much that could perform, um, affect your performance. Like I, if it wasn't for mental training, I would never be where I am today. I can say that with a hundred percent certainty. Um, I know that like physically I'm not as gifted as a lot of other athletes, but I always perform my absolute best when it really matters. And I think that's come to the, down to the mental part. And I think if, especially younger athletes, um, like can find that and start doing that earlier, I think they can reach their potential um, sooner and also maybe like go in fur even further than that. So hopefully I'll do some kind of coaching in one way or the other. So it's like you've read way ahead in my notes. Um, <laughs> I know you have some, some programming and coaching that you're launching, I think September 2nd, no, November 2nd? Uh, that was last year. Yeah. Oh, last year. Uh, last yes. year. And I did notice that like when you, when you list what is involved with that, the first thing you list is, is mindset. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I have a started cryogen training with my coach. So it's basically my program and that's what I do. It's like the first thing I do when I wake up, it's, is I write down things that I'm grateful for. And I write down my goals for the day. Um, and it's just like, it takes five minutes and, but it can, it can have such a big impact on your day. Uh, so I think it's really important to, to, to get that in and do it uh, and make it a habit. So that's why we're like very uh, strict about, we want everyone to do that. They don't have to write it in the, the, the program, but just think about it or tell yourself um, so you do it in one way or the other. At what point in your career did you know that this was an important aspect that you really had to address? I started working with my mental coach uh, before my first regional, actually in 2013. So I've done it um, since I basically since I started CrossFit. <clears throat> and the reason why I started it because, was because I 
it was eight weeks before a big competition in the fall in 2013 um, when I uh, had a puncture lung because of an acupuncture needle. And Ooh. it whoa, was whoa, whoa. Eight- hold on, hold on. Say that again. <laughs> yeah. You had a punctured it- lung from an acupuncture needle. Yes. Where were you getting acupuncture on your rib cage? Uh, yes, it was like here. Um, oh. So yeah, that was that's scary. That was a little traumatic. Um, <laughs> up till then, I like my training has been really good. Um, I was really looking forward to this competition that was called Battle of London. It was going to be in like January 2014. It was going to be me. It was going to be the games champ, Sam Briggs. She was going to compete in that competition too. So I was super excited. This was before I'd been to the game. So I was super excited about that. And then this happened and I couldn't do anything like physical training for three weeks. I couldn't get my heart rate up at all. Um, so I, I was, I was crying. I was so mad. I was so sad. And, but eventually after a couple of days feeling sorry for myself, um, I called my mental coach and he was like, okay, uh, what can you do? And I was like, hmm, what can I do? And the answer was, I can do a lot of mental training. I can read mental training books. I can get really good at the mental part, even though I cannot do uh, physically, physical training for like three weeks. And I knew that I would not be in my best shape for this competition that was just eight weeks away. But I knew that if my mental game was on top, I could still be in the game. And um, long story short, I ended up winning that competition. Um, And that's when I realized like, wow, this mental training thing is is really working. And it can. I feel, I feel like I can do magic with it. So that's when I like started to really focus on it. Um, and then I ended up qualifying for the games that same year. And that was when we're like, yeah, this thing is working. Um, we, we still worked so much since then. Um, there's always so much to learn with the mental aspect of, of CrossFit. Um, but um, that was when it really started and I realized that it can have a big impact on my performance. So my first question is, did you ever get acupuncture again? <laughs> oh, I'm, um, I'm very strict. Like if I go to someone who does needling, I, it must be something that I really trust with my life or I make <laughs> them promise that they will not puncture my lung. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. Was that so? Uh, sorry, I, I'm fixated on this now. Um, was it something that happened instantly? Like while you were lying there, you were like, oh, I can't breathe? Or was it something that happened like the next day after you had ha- gotten treatment? Uh, you no, know, I didn't feel anything at the time. It was more the day after I felt like walking up the stairs, I felt like I was breathing harder than usual. Mm-hmm. And I had pain like in my back that was kind of weird in one spot um I went to training the next day and I was gonna do some rowing and I could feel like it felt like I had water in my lungs I can almost hear that it was water and I was like oh this doesn't feel right so I got an uh, x-ray and then the doctor just laughed at me he was like no it's definitely not not a puncture lung. And then he saw the the pictures and it was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Straight to the ER for two days with a tube in my chest. Um, it's not like, at that time, that was really traumatic. And it was like, it felt like my life just, life fell apart. Um, but I mean, it was like three weeks without training. And now like, I'm just so happy that that happened to me because it made me realize that I don't need to do more physical training. It's the mental mental aspect that is the biggest key, especially yeah. for me. 
Yeah. And we've, and we've known since CrossFit started, right. That sort of the biggest battles are between the ears, like Greg Glassman has said. And it's interesting that you started on that mindset journey so early because it seems to be in the last couple of years to be the new, big, exciting, trendy thing to, to talk about. Um, so I think it's really cool that, you know, you started it sort of right from the get go. That's super interesting. I still can't get over that story though. A chest well, tube? Like you uh, had a like, chest tube. Yeah. You have like a uh, scar on your rib cage from a chest tube. Yes. That is insane. Yeah. Wow. I, at one point I thought I was going to die, but uh, it's probably very dramatic. Well, <laughs> you were, you were such a healthy person. It's probably not a big deal, but yeah. wow. Who thought yeah. acupuncture could be so dangerous? Well, I am, I'm fascinated by the mental aspect of things. Um, as I'm going through a, a mental journey of my own, just in life, like how much it's improved my life. So I wanna ask you this, like on an important scale, physical, mental, where do you put the dial like between one and 10? Is mental five, is it four? Where would you put it? Well, that's that's hard, but I, I would have it a lot higher than that because this year, like at games this year, I noticed that like, it's not about my physical game. Like I know I'm physical capable of doing a lot of the things that the other athletes are, but am I willing to do it? Like, am I willing to go there? Am I willing to push as hard as I know that I need to? And I know that I can, that's the question. Like you need to put in every single percentage of your energy you have into that single uh, event if you're going to be like top three in event it it requires so much like yes you need to have the physical abilities but all the athletes at games have really good physical abilities so about who's going to be the best or not it's i think that's between the ears um yeah so that's interesting i i do think i i mean i disagree a little bit with everyone at the games has a physical ability because there are definitely some people that can point to at the end of their weekend that they got stuck on things yeah. that they just didn't train or they weren't good at but i think i think you make a good point that there's two different kinds of athletes at the games there's the athletes the perennial podium winner top 10 folks like yourself that have that prerequisite strength experience and breadth of, you know, variety to, to podium at any given time. But you're right. It's that mental difference of who's going to show up and like go to that place and be willing to what they say, die for points, right? Are you willing to die for points? Um, Yeah. I never really thought of it that way, but that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. And it's not about like what you can do uh, in training in your home gym it's about what you can do out on the floor when it really matters when the pressure is on when the people are looking at you when all eyes are, are on you like can you perform your absolute best at that time and that's when I think the best of the best um, are different from the next best yeah and you obviously were able to do that as your results were so much better in person than on the online competitions and, and I see why you would want to end your career in an in-person competition. Yeah, it's just, it's so much more fun. Um, I, when, when they started doing the online competitions last year, I, I hated it from the beginning. I just, this is not why I do CrossFit. Uh, it's just so different. But after a year, I like I've learned to like it better because I realized that this could be the future. You never know when COVID is over. So I started to focus more about like, okay, how can I enjoy this more? And at semifinals this year, I actually had a lot of fun doing uh, the events, um, but nothing can compare to a live competition with, with the audience, with the people, with the fans around just making like, a whole lot of level level of great atmosphere. Yeah. So my last last mental question is: You say you want to dive into this a little more and help other athletes. Are you looking to put together a program that's available like online or more one on one training? 
You know what? I I have thought about both of them. I I'm gonna actually start doing. Um, I'm gonna study some sports psychology. Um, for the next couple of years because I want to have a little more knowledge about like the background for why the things that I've been doing for the past eight years is actually working. Um, and my mental coach, he got the knowledge. He's like doing his uh, PhD now, uh, but I also want some more knowledge. And so I can actually tell people this is probably going to work because of that and that, not just because I did it. Um, so I, I think I want to try to do both, maybe work on something to create a program. Um, but I also want to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I think that's, uh, it's just more special and you can create a bond between the athlete that you're coaching. Um, and I think it's a lot about communication and how you work together as an athlete and a coach. I think that's more important than how much knowledge that I have. Um, if you have that good uh, bond between each other, I think it will work no matter what. Kristen, well, who a... is your mental coach? His name is Christian Itterbell. Okay. From Does Norway. he work with other CrossFit athletes or, or just athletes in general? Or uh, no one, no. <laughs> just you. Mostly been working with me. He's been in the military for like 20 years um, okay. and still is working in the military. And um, now he's doing his PhD in, uh, in coaching. So he's, uh, he taught me so much, but the most important thing that he does when we're working together is he find a way to make me come up with the solutions he never tell me what to do we just discuss things and he asks questions so that I can actually tell myself what I'm gonna do yeah you have to work it out Charlie I cut you off I'm sorry bud no that's fine um so there was a the team in your gym um I think it was Oslo correct yep. were you able to use any of those practices um working alongside them or did they ask you for any kind of advice, you know, being that you were the kind of the veteran there? Yeah, I've been uh, training a lot with them for the past couple of years. Um, so they don't have the luxury that I've had with, I can train during daytime. They have full-time jobs, all of them. Um, mm -hmm. But we have been training together for, um, for a lot of sessions and, I hope that they'll learn something from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try to tell them like we we do focus a lot on the mental aspect, and I do try to be aware of like okay, how can I um, how can I improve their performances? How can I make them think about things that I know that it has been working for me? So I kind of ask them questions, and we talk about the workouts before we start. And then we also evaluate after like what went well, what could have done better. And for our listeners, uh, the affiliate team that Kristen is associated with, uh, they podiumed at the CrossFit games this year, they took second place. And so what were your feelings at that time for them? Um, how good did it feel to see them up on the podium? That was amazing. I, I was crying before the last event for several reasons, but one of them was they took second, they got on the podium and I knew that they like physically, they were able, they're very um, gifted athletes. They're really talented athletes. Um, they haven't done that much work together as a team, but I knew that if everything went well, like, with uh, the weather, with like hydration, with everything around, with the mental game, I knew that they would be able to get on the podium. But I think it was on even either the first or the second day, they actually said out loud that they would be the first European team on the podium. And to be able to back that out in the end of the weekend, that's, that's really cool. And uh, I'm really proud of them. And Norway really represented at the CrossFit Games. Uh, with yeah. you and and Jacqueline and the um, team Oslo, pretty awesome. Yeah, our team too from Bergen, um, Limitless. So um, it's really cool. Uh, Norway's coming. Just watch out. <laughs> About to take over Iceland. 
Yeah. yeah. So speaking of the games, this, this, this past games, do you have sort of a favorite moment from, from the games from your experience? I have several, but I think um, probably finishing third in the clean uh, ladder event, the first one, uh, and also finishing the second clean ladder. Um, that way it has, I have not been able to clean that for several years in a competition and it's just below my PR. So I was super happy that I was actually able to do that. And finally, I'm not crushed by those heavy weights. I can actually do them and uh, perform pretty well, um, even though a workout involves uh, heavy weights. So was that, was that performance then? We talked about sort of the physical capabilities versus the mental aspect. Was that performance sort of a nice blend of the two? Because it sounds like you knew going into it, it was pretty heavy. So there could be that doubt of like, physically, I might not be able to do this. Yeah. Um, how did you sort of weigh those two things going into it? Um, if it were just like, just the cleans, I would probably be a little more hesitant, but I knew that with the running, I just love running and that gives me confidence. And I also have done a lot of like clean ladder style workouts. So I was pretty confident that I would be able to clean that last event, uh, last bar. Um, and I went into that event and I was like, I, I can do this. I told myself I'm strong. I am prepared for this and I can do this. And I did. So that was a good feeling. Sure did. Yeah. Did you have any, um, any sort of, pals around that the weekend like girls that you hang out with we we hear a lot about you know some little groups here and there of, of of women that sort of hang out who's your who's your crew behind the scenes um me and christy Ermo o'connell um is she's a really good friend of mine and we just have so much fun in the back we discuss the workout we discuss strategy we're pretty similar athletes so yeah. We, I feel like we make each other better. Um, and that's a really good feeling. You know that I, I really wanna, I really want her to perform well. And I think she wants me to perform well too. And that's a good feeling to feel like you have um, a good friend out there that really backs you up no matter what. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, she's pretty that's, awesome. I, I like actually go to her gym. You are? Wow, you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You guys should put a team together. Yeah, right. That would be fun. <laughs> what's um what's the relationship like between you and Jacqueline? I know I know she's training in Mallorca now, but by all by all standards, you're sort of passing the torch along, you know, in terms of representation from your country, that she will mm -hmm. most likely be, you know, that person sort of representing going forward. Do you guys have a, any kind of relationship? Um we don't like, I know her and I talk to her if I see her, but she's been living um, in Spain for several years now. Okay. So I see her or hang out with her that much um, at all. Um, but um, I followed her and like, I, I know that she's gonna do well in the future too. And there's also several other athletes that are coming up, uh, younger athletes from Norway who are doing, they're doing really well. like. So I'm really excited to see um, the future of CrossFit in Norway. And I think um, hopefully I've led the way a little bit for them and they have seen that it's possible for us Norwegians to be on the podium and be among the top in the world. And uh, hopefully that will give them confidence too that they can, they can do it as well. Yeah, can you name names? Can you give us some people that we should look out for? Yeah. Um, you have Jacqueline and then you have Matilda Garnes, who was in the last chance qualifier this year. Um, and Andrea Solberg, she was at games last year. Yep. I didn't realize she was from Norway. So, awesome. yeah. So, um, yeah. And I think also there's even younger athletes coming up. So, uh, but I think those three, you're going to see a lot to those three in, in the future of, uh, so I'm, I'm excited to follow their journey. So you said you had a couple competitions to do this fall and I saw that you posted yesterday that you're gonna be going to Rogue 
and yep. you're going to do the nationals and worlds for the functional fitness championship. Yep. Can you explain to our listeners the difference between CrossFit and what the functional fitness uh, kind of league is? Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of the same movements um, with CrossFit and functional fitness. Um, functional fitness is always it's always six workouts uh, where you have like endurance. Um, you have body weight, you have skill, you have strength, power, uh, and mixed. I think that's the sixth step. So the, the movements in there differ like every time, but you always have those six workouts within a weekend. There's, there's some standardization as opposed to a mad scientist yeah. <laughs> creating workouts for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, the biggest difference in like, uh, in the competition setting. And the nationals is to find out who represents Norway in that competition? Yes. And I I won the, it was a continental cup last year. Uh, that was kind of instead of the world championship. And I won that last year. So I already have a wild card for the, the world championship. So I'm gonna, that's why I know I'm gonna compete there. Okay. <laughs> for sure. And then with Rogue, are you excited to come back to the States and, uh, do the rogue in person this year? I am. I'm super. That was such a great experience in 2019. Um, hopefully, everything works out with uh, the travel. But um, I'm. Yeah, I think that will be a really good way of um, ending uh, like the competition with the other girls. Uh, I can I have one more shot at trying to. Uh, to perform well against them and it's it's just always a good time to be on the competition floor with the uh, with Tia and all the other girls so I'm really excited about that it just came out that Rogue is actually giving travel travel stipends to the athletes and how like how first class is that like it just seems like they go above and beyond all of the other competitions yeah um you feel like a superstar because they're they really want you there and they're doing everything they can to, to get you there um, and help you to get there. So it's, it's an honor to be, to be invited and to be able to do competitions like that for sure. Yeah. So um, let's, let's reminisce a little bit and talk about your career. So of all of your eight games experiences, regionals, all of that, what are a couple key highlights from that career? Oh, good questions. I have to choose. Um, I must say, like, the first thing that comes into my mind is, like, the first year when I actually qualified from regionals 2014 in a really stacked field of athletes. Uh, and also going to games and winning one event, the triple three. Um, that was kind of the start for me. And the first event that I was gonna, I, I was able to show them what I can do. Um, after that, it's been, I must say regionals 2016 with the snatch ladder, um, because that's just always been like a weakness for me. And it's been something that could have held me back from qualifying for the games and that was like the first event that year and that I knew that that was either gonna make it or break it in that event and I ended up PRing my snatch twice and I finished the, the ladder um, and that was just I was super happy about that and that it was it was a big win for me even though I didn't win the workout and uh, yeah so it's it's things like that with like being able to PR lifts when it really matters because that's not something that I'm great at. Um, and I'm more proud of that than I am of winning events that I knew that I should be doing well at. Stuff that's in your wheelhouse, yeah. Do you, do you have a preference, uh, Carson or Madison? I do like Madison better um, because of, 
the city is smaller. Uh, it doesn't take, you don't have to sit in traffic for like 30 every time you're going somewhere. Uh, and the weather, it's just more, I feel like it's more fair in Madison for everyone. It was too hot in Carson, especially a couple of years. Um, and you needed to be like in California for several weeks to be to be ready to compete in the heat. Uh, and I think that's a little bit better in Madison. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I just like that we can actually be inside and outside instead of all outside, uh, also because of the weather part and the climate. So I, I think Madison is a great place to, to be. And then what is the one workout that you'd like to have another shot at that maybe you did and you didn't do as well as you thought you should have and you just, you'd like to go back in time and do it one more time? Uh, the last workout this year. Ooh, okay. And also the last workout of 2020 first stage um, hmm. with the GHDs and the cleans. So talk us through the last event and, and, and explain sort of why you answered that way. Um, this year, I... This was the rowing 90 chest bar and the, and the march, right? Yeah. Okay. I just, um, I felt like I'd kind of given up before we started. Um, that I, like I talked about like the mental part, I wasn't, there was just not more I didn't have more en mental energy in me I felt like I was kind of already done um and that's not a great feeling to have um like I I feel like I I did a good job but I felt like I could have taken a chance and went for like go went harder on the row maybe try to push the chest to bar a little bit more and uh, yeah um I regret a little bit not doing that. And that's just not a feeling that I like to have. Um, but I think it was mostly like the mental part that I was, I was just tired mentally. Mm -hmm. Did you have any fears about, do you think maybe you were holding back from maybe not getting hurt? Was that ever a thought in your head or no? I don't think so. Um, I don't know what it was. I, I think I like all, also wanted to, I wanted to have a good feeling. I wanted to kind of enjoy it. I knew it was going to be my last event in the Coliseum. Um, but it's hard to enjoy it while you're in it. <laughs> you're is like in tunnel vision. Um, but um, yeah, I wish I could have done it again. Maybe I've done it the same way. I don't know. Um, it's hard to say, but I wish I could have done it one more time. So on the other on the other side of that, when you first started in your, your CrossFit journey, what do you remember the workout that crushed you? But you still at the same time were like, "Man, I love this! I, I can't wait till to get back and do some things again." Yeah, that was probably uh, well. The first thing, first workout I actually did at a CrossFit gym was Fran. Um, hmm. Yeah, that was my first workout ever. And I finished around five minutes with strict pull-ups. Oh um, never done a thruster, um, but I just loved it. It was, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was, I, I still remember that feeling after that first. <laughs> so Scott Panchik had, you know, sort of a different experience than you at the games when by announcing it sort of ahead of time, he sort of knew through the whole event. Um, we were on the sidelines watching. We could see many, many opportunities that he took to sort of look around, soak it in, take his time, really enjoy. Um, do you think we'll get to see that from you at Rogue? Like a, a more relaxed, you know, Kristen, where you're sort of soaking it up? Or are you still going to be sort of gunning for, for competition? I want to say yes, but I don't think I will. Um, <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> if, if I'm in it, I'm in it to win it. Like it's 100% focus on performance and I want to perform as well as I can. And, but with that being said, like I am allowed to enjoy it too, but I will have the focus that I need to do my absolute best. And then hopefully I have um, a few percentages left to soak it in. 
So you couldn't have gotten this far without a great support group. And, and who have you had in your corner through this, this whole eight years? Oh, that, that's dangerous to, to name drop because there's so many people that has been a part of this journey. And I, I know that I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for, for Team Holter that's been uh, supporting me from day one um, and coaches and mental coaches and body workers, uh, family, friends, uh, my boyfriend um, and all the people at my gym that supported me since day one and also at CrossFit Invictus that I've been my second family since uh, day one too. Um, so many people and my and my sponsors uh, rebook that has been me with me since before I qualified for the games. Um, and that's, it, it's a good feeling when knowing they support you through everything. They don't support you just because you're performing well. They support you because you're Christian and the person I am. And that makes me loved. And that makes me happy that um, my, like my sponsors and my, the have, um i've been with uh through my career they all i all i feel like they've all been like that and that's that's a really good feeling that it focus on the person and not only the athletes and so are you still actively doing uh is it krieger programming yeah krieger training um I do. Yeah. So I do That's It's basically my program that we put out for other than wants to compete too. Um, so I'm, I'm still doing that and um, I will probably do a lot of it also after I retire, but not, maybe not two sessions a day. It will probably just be one session a day. <laughs> and I looked this up, but what does Krager mean? Krager uh, in English is warrior. Um, and to me, it reminds me that I'm a person who never give up and beyond all obstacle managed to be successful. Um, and I also like when I, sometimes I write Krager on my hand uh, or I make sure I see it if I struggle because it reminds me of a warrior, of a Krager that is out on the battlefield and his goal is to get from A to B as fast as possible and nothing can stop him from doing that. Uh, and there will be setbacks, there will be obstacles, but he always managed to push through it and get onto the, or over the finish line and get the job done. I don't think there's a more appropriate word for you and your career than that. Thank you. <laughs> Well, Kristen, this has been a blast. Um, I've had so much fun. Uh, it became so conversational, I barely used my notes. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what I love about this. Uh, thank you so much for being so raw, open, and honest. Um, I feel like we got to know you so much better today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been great. We'll see you at Rogue. Yeah, see you at Rogue. Yes, that'll be fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends in partnership with The Morning Chalk Up. Please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.